Tell somebody, say, forever is a long time. Say, but God loves you that long. Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say praise the Lord to all the people of God today. Today is a blessed day because we're in the land of the living and the word of God tells us that we should uh, bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continue to be in our mouth. And we should be the redeemed of the Lord. So we ought to say so. Whom the Lord has delivered out of the hands of the enemy. And so you are blessed, my friend. You're blessed because God said that you're blessed. And so we have a great uh, service on today broadcast bible class or whatever you want to title it but we thank and praise god for the opportunity we give god glory honor and praise to god be the glory and so we want to uh give god his due glory and praise we thank him for the plan of salvation We thank him for his keeping power. We thank him for healing. We thank him for deliverance. We thank him for the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And so we count it a great blessing uh, and privilege um, to be serving you today. And uh, we are here to offer a word of prayer for those of you that are out there that need prayer. We give our condolence to the Jordan family, uh, the Prather family, and to all that's uh, mourning the loss of loved ones. Uh, We sincerely give our heartfelt prayer and condolence to all of those that are grieving at this time. Uh, We are, we're in a very, very difficult time in our, in our history and so we want to be mindful to be prayerful uh, for one another and so let us continue to pray uh, for the body of believers everywhere uh, for the uh, New Life Church um, Bishop Cobb and all the saints there in Carruthersville and uh, all the saints that are there especially just all of our churches uh, continue to pray for uh, the uh, body of believers everywhere, our Bishop and First Lady, Bishop Murchison, Lady Murchison of the Pentecost Power Church. And uh, we really, really uh, enjoyed our pastor on yesterday. And we always enjoy him, but I just want to say that uh, yesterday, a uh, very, very special anointing came in and uh, blessed us with the word of the Lord. And we received that word. Uh, and that word came to help us all. And I just I'm still uh, feasting on uh, the word of the Lord that came through and uh, we're thankful, you know, we're thankful uh, to the Lord for the word of the Lord. And uh, we just want to be mindful, you know, that uh, we can't get complacent. And I thank and praise God, 
you know, for that. And so we're going to get the prayer request, but I just wanted to say that as part of my sidebars, we get the prayer request, you know, um, let us pray that we will continue to, you know, be fervent in prayer and seeking the face of the Lord. So uh, when God speak to us and we need to get up and get out of some situations, we don't linger. And so we thank and praise God for our pastor preaching uh, God's word on yesterday. And we uh, received that word and we, we didn't rake it off on nobody else. We raked it in, praise God. And so we thank God for that. And so let us um, remember to pray for one another, pray for my wife and family, uh, Missionary Newson, and pray for uh, the Pentecostal Power Church as a whole, that we just continue to you know, do the will of the Lord and we continue to uh, be humble servants and be willing to uh, work in God's kingdom. And so let us um, go before the Lord. We're going to get... Uh, uh, our prayer anthem scripture, which is found in Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse number fourteen through sixteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I've had chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Amen. Let us uh, go before his throne uh, briefly. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, we come before thee and before thy presence. O Lord, to give you thanks, honor, and praise for God, the opportunity, O God, to be in the midst of your presence. We thank you, we glorify, and we lift you up at this hour, ask, oh God, you would direct us, oh God, on this, oh God, particular Bible class, that we would share words that would encourage the people of God. Oh Lord, as we, oh God, talk about, oh God, this very, very vital subject, oh God, concerning the people of God and what we need to do, oh God, to remain, oh God, focused and vigilant in these last and evil days. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We ask you to bless all of our subscribers, all of those that have, oh God, joined, oh God, the Fidget Network on Podbean Live. We ask you would bless those families, those, oh God, that subscribed and those that are following. We pray a special blessing. Bless the families, oh God, that are bereaved, the Jordan family and many other families that are lost loved ones due to the COVID virus and many other situations where there's been loss of life. And Lord, we pray that you would comfort you being the God of all comfort. You would comfort the hearts and minds of your people. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Help us to decrease that you might increase in our lives as we humble ourselves under the mighty hands of God. Lord, use us for your divine glory that we would encourage your people. Oh God, throughout, oh God, this land, we thank you and we praise you. We claim a great deliverance and we decree it done by faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. Thank God, amen, and amen. Praise God. So we want to, uh, we want to uh, get right into our class today. Um, very, very uh, powerful class. We want to talk about, um, you know, staying vigilant and also uh, remaining in the uh, the proper image, you know, our pastor taught a series on, uh, you know, the image, you know, and so we want to talk about, you know, some things that will cause us to be, you know, vigilant. And so we're going to look at some things here. Uh, we're going to start out with Genesis um, one, and uh, we can go to Genesis uh, one and uh, twenty four. Okay, so we asked that you would go there with us. Genesis 1 and 24. And in Genesis 1 and 24, it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so, verse 25. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth 
after his kind. And God saw that it was good. All right. We want you to repeat that with us. And God saw that it was good. So keep that in mind as we talk about this Bible study today. God that saw everything that was after his kind. He saw that it was good. All right. And verse number 26, Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. And after our likeness. And it says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Genesis 1 and 27. So God created man in his own image. We want to talk about the image of God. So God created man in his own image. Praise God. In the image of God created he him. Male and female. Let's go over this again. The latter part. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that move it upon the earth. Praise God. We're going to start right there. God saw that his work was good and it pleased him. You know, sometimes, you know, people, I don't know, we have a right to, uh, you know, our feelings and opinions, but it has nothing to do with uh, what God says, you know. It doesn't change truth. And I guess that's where I'm going with this, you know, getting back into the proper image because it doesn't change truth because we have emotions that conflict with the word of God. We have you know, uh, flesh that fights and can, you know, conflicts the word of God because the word of God is truth. And uh, when we examine it and we see the beginning um, for uh, creation, you know, we look at the beginning of creation, you know, we can see that, you know, this was a time of innocence, okay? We just start out dealing with the time of innocence, and then we'll get into human government. But right now, we're just dealing with the time of innocence. God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. Huh? You know, and the Bible said, you know, after his likeness. And so if we're going to be, uh, you know, in the image of God, we have to make sure you know, that we don't let our opinions, our emotions, and, you know, other things that, you know, want to defy, you know, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord describes, and it breaks it down in detail, you know, God's, you know, thought process, and how he carried out the thought process, okay? So we don't want to just deal with it being an internal thought because a lot of people say, well, you know, this is what God intended, but, you know, since man failed, now we can do other things. No, that's not, no, mm -mm, that's not true. God did 
and said just what he wanted to happen. And he did not change his order. Praise God. And this is the thing that we're dealing with in these last days. Satan has come to tear down the proper image that God has set up from the beginning. And we had to start here first, uh, you know, to deal with this point because uh, just as God was pleased with his works, uh, he can be pleased with our work. But our work's got to be right. Because when we look at Cain and Abel, we can see that the image was starting to have some uh, some flaws begin to manifest. You know, when sin came in, you know, uh, right away, Adam had failed. Adam and Eve had failed from the grace of God or fell from God's holy commandments, you know, or God's law, or God had told them what not to do. He told them the day that you eat of it, you're going to surely die. And so they could not defy what God had said. Even though they disobeyed, it did not change the result. Praise God. And so this is what I'm saying to the people of God today. Just because we don't agree with a certain aspect of, of God's divine order, that doesn't change his judgment. Praise God. The only thing changes his judgment on the grace and truth is repentance. Praise God. And if we won't find ourselves repenting and find ourselves on our face before the Lord, uh, you know, judgment is sure to come. It's going to come up to our windows. Praise God. But let me, let me go a little bit farther here, but I want to, I'm trying to get into, a, uh, you know, the foundation of this, you know, uh, Adam lost his image. You know, Adam and Eve, they lost that image. What image are we talking about? Okay, we're going to get into it. Now, look at this now. God was pleased with his works before he sinned. Uh, we cannot be pleased with our work if God's not pleased with our work. And this is where, you know, the conflict comes. We want to God, we, we want the Lord to be pleased with how we think and how we feel. But our ways are not like his ways. And so we have to look at what image that God wanted and intended for humanity. Okay. And so if God intended, you know, uh, the right image for humanity, you know, then this is to say, you know, that, um, uh, God kind of made us, I can't say kind of, God made us so that we would uh, reflect him. Praise God. Let me just put it like that, scripturally, because I can get scripture to break that out. God created mankind so he could reflect and resemble what he had created. And so anytime we don't want to follow after what God's pattern is. We try to set and replicate a new pattern and that pattern won't work. Praise God. I mean, stay with me for a minute. Now I'm dealing with not only ideology, but I'm dealing with, you know, humanity, lifestyle. You know, we're going to get into it today. Sometimes people, they feel like, well, you know, uh, you know, because I can do what I want to do. That doesn't mean that you're pleasing unto God. All right. Let's make, let's make sure we know this. Now, uh, in what ways are we made in God's image? Uh, God did not create us to exactly, uh, 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 you know, like himself in a physical sense. And this is why we have to look at it. You know, body, soul, spirit, image, body, soul, spirit, image, body, soul, spirit. Now, a lot of times, the only image that man focuses on, the only image that man focuses and concentrate on is the exterior. Praise God. But God want us to focus on the whole listic part 
of what he created man for body, soul, and spirit. And so we got to worship God in our body, in our spirit, which is God's. And so sometimes what we do is we want to just reflect how we want to reflect. But look at this now. Uh, he didn't just create us, you know, in a physical image like him, but we are to reflect his glory. That's what I want to talk about today. We ought to reflect his glory and we can't reflect his glory if we're walking, you know, in condemnation. If we're walking in our flesh, we're walking in a, a deprived nature. And so instead we're, you know, we reflect God's glory because when we don't sin, we glorify God. Praise God. Now we're going to walk in the fallen image then we, you know, we cannot reflect his image because God is not in a fallen state. We are. And so let us just make sure we understand, you know, that uh, God is sinless. He's eternal and he has unlimited power and knowledge. Okay. And so uh, although we may uh, be created, in his likeness, huh? And after his image and after, you know, after his image and after his likeness, we must look at, we are in the flesh. And if we walk in the flesh, we're going to fall short. Okay. Um, he's a supreme creator. So we must reflect God in uh, our character and our love for one another and for him and one another. We must do it in our patience and forgiveness and kindness and faithfulness. These are our best opportunities to reflect him. Now, we're going to reflect God. We can't say we reflect God and don't have love, all right? Because you got to have love. You must have patience. You must be able to forgive your brother and sister if you intended on reflecting the image of God, all right? You must be kind one to another. And we must be Faithful. We must have a faithfulness to serve God. All right. We can share many characteristics of God, but to provide a, a solid uh, foundation, it must be done through faith. Because if we try to do it, you know, based on behavior, we will fail God. Because if we walk in the flesh, we will not please God. Uh, we must know uh, the image of God uh, because we must uh, put forth a positive reflection in our lives and through our character as we interact with other people. You cannot be a very, very successful reflection of God's image if we don't have the ability to interact and share God's love and share God's word with others. So in sharing the word of God, this gives God, this is, this reflects the image of God and it brings glory to God because there are people that is in the same world, on the same earth, in the same city, in the same building that you in that may not have a relationship with God. And so when you share the word of God, your life as a testimony 
ought to reflect him daily. So when people don't pick up their Bible and they see you, they ought to see his image. Praise God. Because you ought to have love for your brother, whether they save or not. You ought to be reflecting patience, forgiveness, kindness, and faithfulness to God. And we can say a lot of things. But if we say we love God, we ought to love our brother also. All right. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, personally, we can make valuable contributions to those around us. If we share what God has given to us. If we share it, you know, God has made man and woman in his image. And so uh, we have to remember from the beginning God places the man and the woman at the top of all creation. Look at this. And everything else they had dominion over. He places man and woman at the very, very top. Look at this image, though. <laughs> and should, you know, God is the head of man. Hmm? You know, you know, God, you know, Christ is the head of men, a man. Humanity. And man is ahead of woman. Hmm? And look at this. The image, everything else, he gave them dominion over every other creeping thing. So now look at this. From the beginning, God places them at the top. And so neither male or female, none are diminished. You know, we have these you know, I don't know. We have people that have problems, you know, in certain areas. But God didn't diminish the man or the woman in his creation. They both had a purpose for why they were there. And he explained the purpose. And Bishop kind of got into it Sunday for pro, you know, for replenishing, for, 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 for replenishing, be fruitful, be multiplied, to be able to reproduce, praise God, after their kind. And he brought it up Sunday, and I thought it was a very, very good point to remind those that are listening, is that there is no way that two men can reproduce. There is no way two women can reproduce. And so we may have our own personal con, uh, uh, conflicts about the word of God, but the word of God is truth. And so God set up the image. He didn't leave us to change it. We're supposed to walk in this image. And this is the problem that we face is people want and, you know, with, the, with their own mindset, with their own ideology, they say, well, I don't like how I don't like how I am. Well, live with it because God created us in his after his likeness and after his image. And he intended for us to walk in it. Praise God. And so this is the problem we face. We got to restore the image. All right? First now in Genesis 1 and 24 through 28, this talks about the lost image. OK, we're going to go to second Thessalonians. We're going to finish talking about it, but Bishop kind of, he's still working on it, but I, I just figured today I would uh, bring a couple little points that, that I had got out of this during the time I'm studying. I'm still studying on it too. Uh, and, you know, just looking at these scriptures, how, uh, how God did different things. And so we, we have our way of, if we have our way about things, you know, we have things in shambles. I'm talking about mankind. And this is why, you know, we should 
search the scriptures because this is how the image got lost in the first place, being disobedient, praise God, not, you know, and, you know, not taking heed to the word of God, not taking heed to God's spoken word. He literally told them, he didn't have to write it down. He literally told Adam and Eve, he told Adam first, don't touch that tree in the midst of the garden. You know, the tree of knowledge, don't touch it. Okay, the day you eat thereof, you're going to surely die. Okay, all right. But look at this. In Genesis 1 and 24 through 28, we can see that the image is uh, getting ready to be lost. Okay, you know, the, the image is set up, you know, in such a way that when they disobey God, they were going to lose that image, you know, um, to reflect everything that God intended for Adam and for Eve. Because there are some things, there were some judgments that came down on them. But God was going to regain the image because they never could after they failed. Okay? And so once a person falls from grace, uh, that image only can be restored through repentance. And if that godly sorrow, if it don't work repentance, that image can't be restored. And so if there's no repentance there, you know, the, the image can't be put back. And why can't be put back? Because God honors repentance. And this is why Saul, you know, we can get into a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, different individuals in the Bible, you know, uh, you know, they didn't have no repentance. Cain didn't have no repentance. We, we can show you uh, certain individuals didn't have no repentance and therefore they could not be restored. They could have been restored if they had repented, but because of failing to repent, there could be no uh, uh, image for restoration. Praise God. And Jesus brought back to restore man back. And anybody that's, you know, uh, in sin today or that have a sinful lifestyle or that don't know God, if you repent, God can restore you back to that first state of the first Adam through the second Adam. And they've got to be through uh, belief, repentance, and water baptism and infilling of the Holy Ghost. All right, let us go to it now. We're going to go to Second Thessalonians. All right, chapter 2. All right, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 4. All right. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse number four. Give me a second here. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse number four. Well, we'll get three because I'm in the middle of a scripture here. It says, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there a falling, there come a falling away first and that the man of sin be revealed son of perdition. It describes him as a son of perdition. Okay. Who opposed it and exalted himself above that is called of God. Anytime we disagree with the word of God and what God has said, we exalting ourselves above the knowledge of God. Hmm. This is what we do. When we say what God has laid out for us, as you know, uh, for his creation from man all the way down to the, you know, all creeping things. If we try to change the order that God has set, then we put ourselves in a position as gods. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, you know, read into anything. I'm just saying anytime we don't take God's word for face value, then we become a God ourselves, and we begin to make our own law and establish our own righteousness. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be looking at what God has set up through the man that lost the image and to the man that regained the image, okay? Adam lost the image due to failing to obey God and sin and degradation, okay? Sin and death separated us from God. Jesus Christ 
reconciled us back to God. We're going to get into that this week, but I'm just kind of starting out little, little, little rough edges here. We're on little rough edges here. We're kind of getting started, but we're going to go to Romans 5 and 12 through 21, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 through 21, and we're going to go to Romans 11 and 15, and then we're going to go ahead and get Revelation 13 and 9 through 18, Daniel 9 and 1 through 12, Hebrews 1 and 1 through 3, and also Hebrews 10 and 1, and Luke 22 and 20. So we got we got a few scriptures to get, and we got about... uh. I don't know, about 15 more. But these are the ones that we're going to start out with. But we probably won't get all of these. But we're going to highlight some of them, okay? But here's where we're going. Right now, we have 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 4 and 5, okay? Verse number 5, 2 Thessalonians. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure I got it right. Okay, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse number four. Now we have verse number five. We're going to read down to 10. It says, If remember ye, not that I was just with you and I told you these things, and now ye know what we're holding, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity, for the mystery of iniquity, doeth already work. Only he who he now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. Verse number eight. And then that shall that wicked be revealed. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with his, with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy the, shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even whose coming is after the working of Satan. Look at this. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness. Hmm? Look at this. With all deceivableness, he says, un of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And this is what I want to say here. If we don't take, you know, the truth that God has given us, we're going to believe a lie before we will the truth. And so this is how people are going to get off track is because they're going to get deceived. And you can deceive yourself. If you fall away, simply means to rebel. In this scripture, when it talks about the falling away, it ain't just talking about somebody, you know, you know, necessarily that just got weak. Let's talk about people rebelling in these last days. There are people out there rebelling against God. Don't rebel against God. Whatever you do. If you got to cry, cry. You know, if you got to, you know, get on your knees and repent, repent. If you got to say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. If you got to go tell somebody, forgive me, I've sinned, do that. But whatever you do, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit. That's what we should be crying out. It's a bad time to leave God. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And you're going to leave God? That's the only hope that we have that our, bless his heart, our late presiding Bishop James Lane Sr. He said, Jesus Christ, the only hope that we have. And we're living in a crucial hour. And you're going to leave God? I don't know, my friend. I love God. I don't know what's wrong with you. If you don't love God, there's certainly something wrong. Okay? And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. There is something wrong in your life if you don't love God. Because we don't love him. It's because he first loved us. St. John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Who wouldn't want life? And he sat before him and he said, You can choose this day. You can choose life 
or you can choose death. Choose life. God did not die so that you could die. He died so you could live. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Don't leave God. Let me get out of here. We got to go. But we lost the image. Adam lost the image and it caused every man and woman and child to be born after the similitude of Adam to be born into sin. David said, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. That's not the end of the story. Jesus came and he restored the image. And you only can get the image back through Jesus Christ. If you try to get it through the law, you can't get it. If you try to get it through the flesh, you can't get it. If you try to get it through knowledge, you can't get it. You only can get it through the atonement of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection. And so he said, believe on me, as the scripture has said, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Very, very important. He says here, he's going to come with all power and signs and lying wonders. The devil is a lying wonder. If somebody telling you, you can't be saved, they are lying wonder. Somebody telling you, you can't be restored and, and you know, God don't honor repentance. They are lying wonder. The only way uh, God will not receive a person is if they blaspheme against God, the Holy Ghost. But for every other sin, there is forgiveness for it. Praise God. And John said, I, there's a sin, you know, that we wouldn't, that we should pray for, that we, that we can't pray for. And that's blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. But every other sin, God will forgive you for it. As long as you haven't blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. Now look at this. And God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We, we need to. We need to have the image restored. Doesn't matter. Just because you shouted Sunday and you spoke in some, in some kind of tongue, you still need to have the image of God because you got a lot of people, they talk in all kinds of tongues and can't speak to their neighbor when they're walking out to the door. So don't tell me about how anointed you are. But you know what? You can be anointed, but the Bible said the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You can be doing a lot of stuff. You can be preaching, running up and down the aisle. You can be speaking in some kind of tongue. You can even lay hands on the sick and they recover. My thing is, if you don't have the image, you're going to have a situation with God because everybody's going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if God don't judge you, uh, at the, at the beginning of the house of God, if judgment begins at the house of at the house of God, what should the end be of them that obey not this gospel? So it's very important. It's important to God. It is important as a servant of God for me to let you know the lost image has been regained. The good news is the bad news was wrong. God restored the lost image of man. And therefore, Paul said in Romans 8, he says, therefore, now there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We're going to get into it tomorrow. We got to go. Uh, but we, we talked about today the lost image. Okay. Later on this week, we're going to talk about restoring the image of God. And then our final discussion will be keeping the image of God. So we're going to talk about those three aspects. That's what we're talking about this week. 
But I want to let you know, today we finished our first series, lost the image of God. Man lost the image of God through his lack of obedience, and it placed humanity into a fallen state. God didn't leave them there. But the Bible says in Galatians 4, and I'm going to have to get that. Let me, let me, uh, let me go to Galatians 4 and 4. I got to get that. Then I'm going to get on out of here. All right. Why don't you stay with me real quick? I got to get Galatians 4 and 4. Because uh, every time I get in these scriptures, they, they better than uh, Campbell's soup. I mean, this word just gets good. And I, you know, I can't say, I can't say sometimes I get in and I intend on going, you know, as long as I did, but I, I get in here and it just keeps me rolling. And so I enjoy the word of God and I enjoy studying the word of God. And, you know, uh, we just go based on the scripture. We don't go with no, you know, knowledge and no theory and all that stuff. We, the basis for teaching is the Bible, praise God. And so the Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable you know, uh, for reproof, you know, uh, you know, correction, instruction, and righteousness. So it's, it's profitable, you know, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so scripture is given. And so we want to look at this in Galatians 4 and 4. All right, let's take a look at it. All right. It says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And it says, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, which means daddy, daddy. Huh? And wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son. And if a son, then heirs with, of God through Christ. So we're heirs of God through Christ. We only receive what we see as an heir of God through Christ. If God had not gave his only son, there would be no beneficiary for us to receive nothing from. And we ought to thank God for Jesus we ought to thank God for grace. We ought to thank God for mercy. We ought to thank God for his love. Praise God. There is life. There is life in Jesus Christ. And so we want to say to the people of God today, we love you. Be encouraged. I want to say God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. I want to say to all of you that are viewing as we uh, close the broadcast today, we want to thank God for each and every one of you. Um, we're going to be praying for uh, all of you. I see uh, Brother Elvis. Uh, we're praying for you and your family. Just want to thank you for joining us from the UK. Um, we've been broadcasting on the Faith in God Internet TV uh, for quite a bit of time now. And so we thank God for all of you that have uh, came on the broadcast to support this particular ministry. We want to say God bless you. We're on every Monday at 12 noon central standard time and also uh, we're on youtube and facebook on wednesday at one o'clock and we also will be on the broadcast on friday with the prayer hour the touch and agree prayer hour where we'll be going through our war cry with the daily bread and we'll be praying for the people of god everywhere and so if you have a prayer request you can text it put it on our screen today if you're tuned in Submit your prayer request, and we will be touching and agreeing on it uh, throughout this week, but especially on Friday, okay? And so we look to see you all soon on, on the Faith in God Internet uh, TV on YouTube and Facebook. The only thing you have to do is type in FIGI TV Network and search for it, and you'll find us on uh, YouTube and Facebook. I want to thank you for your support. Uh, we want you to be prayerful. We want you to trust God and we want you to continue to be increased in your faith. And so with no further ado, we thank God for you. We want to say God bless you. 
Thank you for joining us again. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom. With the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. Church saying, come on.